Thanks for joining us for today's message. We encourage you to email us and let us know what God is currently doing in your life. Or if you'd like to support the ministry financially, you can do so here on our website. For now, we hope you enjoy this message from our special guest minister. Thanks for tuning in today. Father, we just worship you this morning. We say, Holy Ghost, have your way. Father, we thank you that the word of God is alive and that the word of God is unchained. Father, we thank you that the word is sharper than any two-edged sword, dividing asunder the soul and the spirit. Father, I thank you for revelation light, Father, in the name of Jesus, transformation in every person's life. Father, in their soul, in their soul in their soul, Father, that they would go from just having fire insurance and wearing a Christian badge to being full of the Holy Ghost and living a life on fire for you and changing the world that they live in. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Hallelujah. Well, glory to God. I have a really exciting prophetic word to share with you. You wanna hear what it is? Y'all gonna like it. You're gonna say like prophesy. Okay, my word is this, those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish like a palm tree. Oh, only the downstairs people are excited. Don't make me come up there because see, they got stairs over here, okay? You know, I live in Tampa, and in Tampa, they've got palm trees. I love it. It's beautiful. And you know what? They're green year-round. Why? Because they're in the right environment. And because they're planted. You know, a tree's not going to grow if you uproot it every week and, and put it somewhere else. But some of you think you can come to church here once a month and go to your other little favorite church and then stay at home on Sunday and watch Joel Osteen. Oh, and I love Joel Osteen. I've been to their house. But that's not your pastor. Even my pastor, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown, you can watch him. But that's what I call a supplement. You know what a supplement is? I got some folks in here like to work out. you know what a supplement is, but you can't live on vitamins, right? You know, we're, we're that media generation. You know, we like to watch YouTube, right? Y'all don't like to watch YouTube? (laughs) You ain't got a cell phone? I'm going to pray for you. Prosperity, 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 prosperity. Come on, get you one of those prosperity cell phones. We can watch anything you want on it. Just make sure it's holy. Amen. Those that are planted in the house of the Lord shall flourish like a palm tree. I feel like some of y'all don't believe me. Let's read it. Psalms 92. Who's got your Bible? Let me see your Bible. Hallelujah. I love my Bible. You know, because I travel all over the world. And I'm not always guaranteed the right kind of socket to get my phone or my iPad charged up. So I learned a long time ago from Dr. Barclay, take my Bible. You know what I love about my Bible is it's holy. Your iPad and your iPhone sometimes is not so holy. I, I heard a yeah. Thank you. Thanks. I like the encouragement. You know, I was a cheerleader, but I like to be cheered. Okay. 
Psalms 92, verses 12 through 14, I'm going to read in the Amplified. Some of you call it the Women's Bible, but you'll be all right. It says, the uncompromisingly righteous shall flourish like the palm tree. What's that mean? It means you're going to be long-lived. If you want to have a long life, get planted. Stately. I like being stately. Some of my friends call me Milani. I said, prophesy. If you want to be stately, if you want to operate in royalty, find your place in the house of God. You can be stately, upright, useful, and fruitful. You're like, Lord, use me. Lord, here am I. Send me to the nations. I used to do that all the time. And you know what the Lord said? He said, get up and go serve in the children's church when I was 17. And I was like, but I'm going to have a ministry like Reinhard Bonnke, and I'm going to do crusades in Africa. He goes, yeah, I'm going to need you to serve. I was like, oh, but, I'm a, but I want the microphone, Jesus. Oh, yeah, no. I'm sorry. I'm just telling on me. It's the truth. When you're 17, you have all these grandiose ideas. But you know what? When you're 45 or 65, some of us still have goofy thinking. And you think that the body of Christ is a free-for-all. Oh, we're all saved by grace. I can do whatever I want to now. No, it's not really that way. I think what it says is your life is not your own. You were bought with the price. You know, you're in the army of the Lord now. And in the army and in the military, you don't get to pick where you're stationed. I know everybody wants to be stationed in Hawaii, right? But some of you are going to have to go to Antarctica or the Arctic tundra or South Dakota. <laughs> you know, I have a friend. Her name may be Trish Barclay. When we first met at the Copelands, I said, you know, we're like these Holy Ghost girls. I was like, oh, great. I'm going to have a Holy Ghost girlfriend. I was like, do you have a heart for missions? And she goes, what do you mean? I go, do you have like, you know, a heart for like international mission? She goes, I live on the mission field. And I go, no, you don't. And she goes, yes, I do. I go, I thought you lived in Michigan. She goes, just wait till you come and visit me. Midland, Michigan. She goes, it's a mission field. <laughs> you know, sometimes the will of God's not glamorous. Everybody wants to go to Hawaii but you don't qualify. Uh-oh. Excuse me. Let's keep reading here. I feel like they, let's go back to this. They shall grow like a cedar in Lebanon. Be majestic and stable. Durable and incorruptible. If you're unstable, you know what that says to me? You're not planted. If you're not growing, you're not planted. If you're wigging out or freaking out on your husband every week and he doesn't know if you're up, down, all around, you're unstable. I, I know two things. Number one, you're not submitted. Number two, you're not renewing your mind and you're probably not planted in the house of the Lord. And I dealt with the girls uh, this, this weekend. I said, don't be cussing your husband out. I'm from Texas. We say cussing. You know what cussing is? It's like cursing. Y'all all holy. Y'all act like y'all never said a curse word before. Y'all all got saved like when you were five. 
I'm not married yet, but I think I do know you're not supposed to cuss your husband out. Or uh, cuss him out under your breath in the other room because he made you mad. Oh, okay. I see we on it. Okay, just stick with my, my scripture here. Planted in the house of the Lord, they shall flourish in the courts of our God. Are you flourishing? Are you thriving? Are you being uh, planted in the house of the Lord? If you want to get prosperous, if you want to get promoted on your job, get planted in the house of the Lord. You know, I'm going to share a little bit of my testimony. I got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost. Like when I was, I got, gave my life to the Lord when I was five. I got filled with the Holy Ghost. That means I spoke in tongues. You're not filled if you're not speaking. Okay. I spoke in tongues when I was eight, but I was a little rebellious. So when I was 17, I rededicated my life to the Lord. And I knew I had a call on my life for missions, for ministries, for uh, uh, evangelism, right? And the Holy Ghost said, I need you to go to Bible school and get trained. I was like, oh, but um, I'm ready now. You know, everybody thinks they're ready. When you're 17, you think you know it all. But there's still some people, you're 65, you think you know everything, but you don't. So up until that time, I wasn't really faithful in the house of the Lord. My mom went to church, but I didn't really care to go to church with her because I was rebellious. And so you know what I did is I sat on the back row. My mom and dad came up to the front, my mama and her husband. And I thought, you know, I'm going to sit in the back. I don't want to be here. I just want to sleep because I stayed up all night watching TV. These people get on my nerves. Oh, y'all never been like that? But anyway, when I was 17, I rededicated my life to the Lord. When I was 22, I went to Ramah. And at Ramah, I had the opportunity for all of my flesh to start to die. Number one, I had to be at class on time. Some of you think, well, you know, I don't work at the church. I'm not serving. I'm not volunteering. Well, we'll help you with that by the end of the service. So I can just show up anytime I want to. And. You do that at a natural job, how long are you going to keep that job? They'll let you do it one time, maybe two times. After the third time, they're going to say, God bless you. That's deuces. That means bye-bye. Well, you know, they're not taking attendance at church. I can just come whenever I want. Really? Can you do that in the military? You do that one time, they're going to send the police, their police, to come find you. Well, your pastors don't have all that free time to come chase you down. But you know what? The Holy Ghost knows where you're at. And if you stay up too late at night watching Netflix and 10, you know, office, what's that show called? The Office or something. People think it's funny. I don't even watch TV. I don't have time. Oh, okay. Sorry. Excuse me. I said to the ladies, if you're watching Kim Kardashian, you got a problem. But if you stay up all night watching Netflix on Saturday night and then you think you can just roll into church whenever you want to. Now, most of y'all were in here before me, so I'm glad about it. But this isn't a game. You know, you don't get to choose your parents, do you? Do you know you don't get to choose your pastors? God chooses that for you. He chooses your parents and he chooses your pastors. And God loves you so much, he just didn't give you Jesus. 
He loves you so much, he just didn't give you the Holy Ghost. Oh, I speak in tongues, I read my Bible, that's all I need. No, that's not all you need. It's not all I needed, so I know it's not all you need. You need a pastor. You need a pastor. You need a pastor. And if you've just been visiting here for six months, don't pray about it anymore. Know you got your prophecy. This is your church, and these are your pastors. So quit sending your money to your favorite TV preacher. Now, I believe in TV preachers, right? I'm going to be one, I said to the ladies. But just like if you were a married woman and you had three kids at home and your husband was sending his money to some other girl down the street, you wouldn't put up with that very long, would you? I wouldn't. If you're that girl, come up here, Pastor, Pastor Vicky, and I'll pray for you so you can get free, girlfriend. But if you wouldn't put up with that in the natural, why should we put up that with that with you in the spiritual? Well, you know, all they want is my money. All Walmart wants is your money. Well, you know, they're taking my tithe money and going shopping. Well, you know what? All Louis Vuitton wants is your money, girlfriend. You're not mad at them when you go over there and drop a thousand, two thousand, three thousand. Oh, it's quiet. Because you told your husband it was $200. Okay, I see. <laughs> Gentlemen, I'm sorry for the revelation. But tithing is a part of being planted in the house of the Lord. And the tithing's not for them, it's for you. They don't live by your giving, they live by their giving. And our motivation for accumulation should be distribution. You know, I was with the Copelands for over 13 years. I was a part of their church, had my own ministry. Before I went there, I preached in Brazil to 30,000 people. I thought I really had made it. 30,000 people, that's a lot of people. So I went to that church. The Holy Ghost told me they were my pastors. So I went back to my pastors, Pastor and Mrs. Hagen, because they were my pastors for seven years, because I went to Ramah. And after I graduated, the Holy Ghost told me, stay, serve, sow, and grow. So I stayed and served and worked at that ministry for seven years. And it was time for me to go. My pastors confirmed what the Holy Ghost was saying to me. You're not that cute on your own. You don't know the Holy Ghost as much as you think you do. If you can't stay, submit it. Oh, shakata baba say, hey, hey. Oh, okay, just look at your Bible. <laughs> so I knew I was supposed to be at Kenneth Copeland Ministries and that Pastor George and Terry were supposed to be my pastors. So I went to church there and I sat in the back. I didn't come and show up and go, hey, I'm here, Brother Copeland. You want me to be on the BVOV with you? <laughs> I just preached to 30,000 people in Brazil. No, you know what I did? Is they had a, every church has a culture. And every church has an assignment and a mandate and a heavenly vision. And you know who, they, who the Lord gives that vision to? The pastors, not you. Well, you know, I think we should do this. I don't know if we should do that anymore. I don't know if we should have a women's conference. Why don't they have the girls serving? Why don't they hire somebody to work in the children's church? Why don't you get your butt out of the bed and start serving at the children's church? You know, I used to say to my mom, mom, we should get you a housekeeper. She goes, why would I hire a housekeeper? She goes, that's what I had you for. 
Why should we have to pay for someone to come in and work in the children's ministry when your kids are in there? This isn't a babysitting center. This is a ministry. And they're training your children in the things of God. Well, you know, I should be able to sit in this service and receive. You know what? Some of you, you're going to receive more serving in the children's ministry than you ever would sitting in here. Because some of your flesh needs to die. Actually, all your flesh needs to die. Ask me how I know. So I went to Kenneth Copeland Ministries, and they had a membership class. You know what the Holy Ghost told me? He said, go to membership class. Pastor George and Terry Pearsons were my pastors. Pastor and Mrs. Hagan blessed me. They said, yeah, we knew it. We were just waiting for you to get it. And I was like, well, thanks, because I've been like in torment for six weeks. So I went to the membership class. And I was sitting in the back at the membership class. And in the second session, at that time, they had two services. And during first service, they had a whole eight-week service for membership class. And Pastor George and Terry would come and do the beginning of the session. So in the second session of membership class, they're finishing up their part and they're leaving to go into the first service. My pastor, she walks by me, doesn't make eye contact with me, doesn't tell me I have on a pretty dress and she likes my hair. She never even looks me in the face. She walks by with me and she says, sit with me on the front row. I go, okay. Well, I knew what that meant. That didn't mean I was going to take up the offering in second service. But I got a call on my life for ministry. Then serve. I want to be promoted in my job. I don't really care about preaching at the church. Then serve. During the first membership class there at Eagle Mountain, Pastor George says, everything that happens to you in here is directly connected to what happens to you out there. Well, you know, I've been tithing for six years and I can't even get a house because you're not faithful. It's not just some of your life. It's all your life. Oh, I want to talk about things about marriage, but I'm going to let Pastor Vicki and Pastor Mike say on that. But it's every part of your life. If you tithe, but then you go, oh, I'm just going to give my tithe online, but I'm going to only go to church once a month. Eh, That don't work either. That's like saying I'm going to be married, but I'm going to go home once a month and sleep with my wife. But the rest of the nights, I'm going to go sleep at somebody else's house. That's not going to work, boo-boo. Not at my house. Well, you wouldn't do that in the natural. Why do you think that's okay in the house of God? It's not okay. Let me finish reading this scripture. It says, they shall flourish in the courts of our God, growing in grace. Well, you know, it's all about God's grace. If you want to go in grace, get planted. And you shall still bring forth fruit in old age. You shall be full of sap, spiritual vitality, and in the rich, I don't even know how to say that word, but uh, verter of trust, love, and contentment. You want to get promoted in the church or even on a natural job, but you're not faithful. Can people trust you? You know, you don't meet somebody and marry them the next day because you don't know their track record. So why do you get to show up one Sunday and the next week you want to be in leadership? We don't even know if you're going to show up on the regular. 
Well, I've been here for six years and they never asked me to do anything. They shouldn't have to ask you. When you're six months old, we'll change your pampers. We'll feed you. But when you're six, I hope you can put your underoos on yourself. Y'all remember underoos? I used to have underoos when I was little. I don't want to tell my age. Just like your mama at your house shouldn't have to beg you to do the dishes, we shouldn't have to beg you to be an usher. Well, you know, I don't really feel led to do that. You know, I do so much. I'm so responsible. I have to mow my own lawn in the summertime, you know, and, and I work the night shift, so I, I shouldn't always, you know, I, why do I have to be here on Sunday for first service prayer? Hmm. First service prayer is not for them, it's for you. And it's easy to pray in here. This is the corporate anointing. But if you don't learn how to cooperate with the anointing and the Holy Spirit here, you never will at home. If you can't pray in here when you got all your buddies with you urging you on, you're never going to pray at home. Don't tell me you're praying at home. You're a liar. Well, I'm, I'm just going to work out at home. That's why they have a gym, because you get like that group momentum. Getting out of your house and getting out of your bed's good for you. So don't tell me you can't be here early to come to first service prayer. It's a service. You know, like in, in the natural, in the military, if an officer or a general calls a meeting and you miss it, you miss some very important information. And some of you are asking for private counseling sessions because your answer was in last Sunday's service, but you weren't here. <laughs> Pastor Vicki, can you pray for me? My kids are acting crazy. Why don't you get up and come to prayer on Sunday? And bring your kids. Well, you know, my kids don't really like coming to church. Well, you know what? They don't really like going to natural school, but you don't ask them if they want to go. So why do you go, honey, do you want to go to church today? No, it's not an option. Regular school's not an option, so Sunday school's not an option. You ever heard somebody say, my, I had a drug problem when I was a kid. My mom drugged me to church, drugged me to church, drugged me to church, drugged me to church. But I'm so glad she did. Because I'd rather be drugged to church than having to go get my kid out of jail. Or pull him out of a crack house. Uh, you know, I love Mark Hankins. His ministry changed my life when I was a student at Ramah. And he always says this, and I, it's so true. It's better to be in the house of the Lord than the best hospitals in the world. It's better to be in the house of the Lord than it is to be in the best prisons. Well, they got cable TV there all around. Okay, I see. So I started serving at Eagle Mountain. I was already in the ministry preaching at that time. I had preached to more people than my pastor in one service. But I didn't go and tell her that. And I didn't say, you know, I went to Rhema. I'm anointed to preach. I just came back from Brazil. You know what I did is second service. I went and found her 
I didn't introduce myself. She didn't have to know my name to ask me to do that. It's not about me. Life's not about you. Life's about other people. And that's why you're depressed and you need to be on medication because you got too much free time to think about you. And we got to prop you up all the time. And you've been in the church for 20 years. Unacceptable. Sorry. You wouldn't put up with that from a 20-year-old kid. Why should we put up with that when you've been in the church for 20 years? Hmm? Now, they didn't tell me to say any of this, so, you know, if the shoe fits you, Cinderella, just wear it. Just know it's the Holy Ghost. So I went during the second service, and I grabbed her purse and her Bible. Not because she asked me to. I didn't think it was my opportunity to get the microphone. Maybe they're going to ask me to sing a song in special. The Lord spoke to her about me sitting with her. Maybe I'm supposed to preach. No, I knew what I was supposed to do. I was supposed to serve that anointing. Whatever anointing you serve, you partake of. Ask Elijah and Elisha. I'm here today because I served the vision of Kenneth Hagin Ministries. I'm here today because I served the vision of Kenneth Copeland Ministries. I'm here today because I serve the vision of my pastor, Pastor Rodney Howard Brown. And I'm a partaker of the grace and the anointing that's upon their life. But you know, after you've been here for a while, you kind of think it's you. Well, you know, I'm anointed. When are they going to ask me to preach? When are they going to give me a group to be over? Well, how about you be faithful to the one person that comes to your little Bible study and go, you know, no one comes anymore. Why aren't they coming? Pastor Vicky shouldn't have to chase him. I didn't call Pastor Vicky. You know, Pastor Vicky, I met these two girls at the hotel. Here's their number. Call them. No, I don't even go to church here, and I brought two people. What's your problem? You're lazy because it takes work. I spent an hour and a half on the phone with her yesterday morning trying to find her a ride, get her to church. But you don't want to be inconvenienced. But you want a promotion at your job and you want to make six figures. You know, if we take a palm tree and put it in South Dakota, it's not going to grow. It's going to shrivel up and die. So why do you think you can go to church wherever you want to? Or come to church whenever you want to? Or you're thinking about moving half across the country to go make a, take a job where you make only $30,000 more and you don't even know where you're going to go to church? Stupid. I say stupid because in the Amplified it says, don't be stupid, don't be foolish. Proverbs, read it. Don't make decisions based on money. Make decisions based on the word of God and the spirit of God. Remember I told you earlier that God loves you so much he just didn't give you Jesus. God loves you so much he just didn't give you the Holy Spirit. God loves you so much he gave you gifts. Let's go to Ephesians chapter 4. I know Ephesians is in my Bible. <laughs> it says in verse 8, it says, Wherefore he saith, when he ascended upon high, so I'm at Jesus, he led captivity captive, and he gave what? Gifts. Come on now, you know that's my love language. Gifts. Come on, men, if you don't know, gifts is one of your wife's love languages, okay? Buy her some gifts, okay? 
Some of you might be on restriction, though, since you lied about the price of that Louis Vuitton purse, but we'll talk about that later. It says he gave gifts unto men. And it says, uh, let's go to verse 11. And well, this, these are the gifts that he gave. You ready? He gave some apostles and some prophets and some evangelists and some pastors and teachers. You know what? Right now, I'm not a pastor. So that means I'm not going to be here next week. Love you, but I'm not there yet, okay? But when you're a pastor, it's like you're married to the people. They got to put up with you every week. It's like they're the mama and daddy of the church. So sometimes you need a spanking. Y'all don't like a spanking. It says, for what? Why did he give you a pastor? Let me tell you why. For the perfecting of the saints. That means you. You need some perfecting. You haven't arrived yet. I haven't arrived yet. That's why even though I have my own ministry and I preach all over the world, I still have a pastor that I submit my personal life and my ministry to. Ladies, don't get involved with a man who doesn't submit to a pastor. Because if he doesn't submit to a pastor, he's never going to submit to God and you're going to have a hard road to toe, as they say. That's free, not my notes. For what? The perfecting of the saints and for the work of the ministry. Well, you know, I don't think I should have to do that. Pastor Mike and Pastor Vicki should do that. Do you know that this church growing is not up to them, it's up to you? Every single one of you, whether you ever get a microphone in your hand, you're called to the ministry of reconciliation. Every seat in this room should be filled with people you meet. Well, you know, I've been talking to this guy for my work for 10 years. Something's wrong if it's taken 10 years. I just met Sister Jenna the same night I arrived at the hotel on Thursday. I didn't have to be her friend for 10 years so she could see my walk with the Lord for her to get saved, and for her to come to church. Let's get saved, and then let's get planted. I told her, uh, you saved now? These are your pastors. Well, I don't ever meet anybody. What about the people at the gas station? What about the girl at the grocery store? What about the people who buy, you buy your tickets from, all those games you go to? Y'all must be into sports here. Y'all don't have enough shopping or something. I like to go shopping, not sports events. But Okay, for the work of the ministry, for the edifying of the body of Christ. Till we all come to the unity of the faith, of the knowledge of the Son of God, unto a perfect man, unto the full stature, the fullness of Christ. This is why, verse 14, that you henceforth be no more children. If you've been here for 10 years and you're still acting like a baby, something's wrong. Say it with a smile. Sometimes it's easier to, you know, take your dose of medicine. Because when you're a child, you're tossed to and fro, and you're carried with, about with every wind of doctrine by the slight of men and cunning craftedness, whereby they lay in wait, lie in wait to deceive. You know, if you just get in church and stay in church and be faithful, you'll be protected against so much deception. 
But you're never here because you, and then you don't get your instruction. But you're listening to some joker on YouTube. Oh, sorry. Okay. But speaking the truth in love, which is what I'm doing today, grow up. Grow up. Grow up into him, into all things, which is Christ, the head of the church. Amen? So my time's wrapping up here. But I know I gave you the prophecy, the word of the Lord today. You know, my mom, I, I preached, um, I was at the Copeland's ministry for 13 years. The last two years I've been planted at, um, in Tampa. So the Copelands were going to Australia to do a believers convention and they invited me to come while they were out of town to uh, preach in the church and at the new Bible school. So it's in Texas, which is where I'm from. My mom lives there. And uh, on September the 16th, my mom was attacked with a brain aneurysm. You know what that is? That's the kind of thing that if people have one of them, they die instantly. But I love the Holy Ghost because my pastor had been having all-night prayer meetings. Some of y'all don't even like, come on Sunday. All-night prayer meetings once a month. And I know during those all-night prayer meetings when I was praying in the Holy Ghost, the Holy Ghost, he was directing my calendar and my schedule to have me in Texas at the right time. Not because it was God's will that my mom had a brain aneurysm, but the Holy Ghost is smarter than you. He had me out ahead so that when the devil put an attack on, I was out ahead of him. I was already there because if I wasn't in Texas when my mother was attacked with that brain aneurysm, she'd be dead today. And I'd be telling a different story. But we took my mom to the emergency room because she was complaining of an explosive pain in the back of her neck and she was feeling nauseated. When we got there, she started to die and leave. Like she was going to go to heaven and I said, not now. My mom's 71. Well, you know, you might be you shouldn't let her go. Maybe it's just time. No. So I was there. My mom starts to leave because the spirit of death put an attack on my mother. And you know what I did? I didn't sit there and go, well, you know, I wonder, I wonder what I should do. You know, uh, maybe it's just time. And no, I knew what to do because I'd been going to church and I texted my pastor who was in China, who actually knew who I was because I came to church. Well, you know, pastor never says hi to me. Why don't you be here on like a regular? So I texted him and Dr. Barclay, and I told him what was going on with my, with my mother. Pastor Rodney was in the pulpit. He texted me back, because he does. He has his phone right there. He said, he, he sent me like a little word from the Lord about my mom and said, I'll call you after the service. And I talked to Dr. Barclay after I climbed up on my mama's bed when she was dying and rebuked the spirit of death. Because my mom was leaving. Her eyes were rolling back in her head. She wasn't breathing, didn't have a pulse. They're going to do those, uh, yeah, those things. So, they're get, so there's three nurses and a little uh, doctor there. I say he's little because he's a little short Chinese man. So they're getting ready to do this. And I say, you know what? You do what you do, but let me do what I do. So they always say clear before those. So it just came out of my spirit. I said clear. And I climbed up on that bed. And one guy standing on this side with those things, he's like, this girl has done lost her mind. 
But that's okay, my mom's alive. I climbed up on that bed. I called my friends from Africa who have miracles in their ministry, put them on speakerphone. I climbed up on the bed, and I said, you foul spirit of death, you loose my mother and let her go in the name of Jesus. And my friends are on speakerphone. I didn't say my mom's at the hospital. They knew by the Holy Ghost. My friend, Pastor PJ, who's on staff there with Pastor Rodney, he goes, Mary, I command your brain. He didn't actually say her name. He said, I command your brain to stop bleeding. At that time, we didn't know she had had a brain aneurysm. And my friend, his wife is speaking in tongues at the top of her breath. And then he says, fluid on the brain, I command you to stop. And we're rebuking death. And I said, you live and not die and declare the works and the glory of the Lord in Jesus' name. And then you know what? My mom came back. It took about a minute and a half, but she's still here. And then they, I go, I climbed up off the bed. I said, okay, y'all do what y'all need to do. So I put those away. And they said, maybe we'll, let's take her for a cat scan. I said, get that cat out, scan her. <laughs> no, that wasn't the truth. That's not what I did. But they took her for the CAT scan, and by this time, I've called Dr. Barclay. I'm standing in a little room where they let you watch, and they uh, told me that she had had a brain aneurysm. But before that, we didn't know that, but the Holy Ghost knew. But thank God, I have been faithful in the house of the Lord, and with the word of the Lord, I knew what to do. Some of you are always living from crisis to crisis because you don't ever come to church. I mean, you're here today, that's great, but what about next week? What about Wednesday? What about first service prayer? Well, you know, Pastor Vicki and Pastor Mike, they're out of town. So that didn't give you a free pass. Well, you know, they're going to have a guest speaker, so-and-so. I don't really care for them. I don't care if you care for them or not. Be planted in the house of the Lord and flourish like a palm tree. Amen. So the end of the story with my mom is this. Um, after they do the CAT scan, the doctor comes and he says, your mother's had a brain aneurysm. He said, we're calling in another um, EMT unit to take your mom to the brain hospital. Well, they will perform a life-saving operation on her. So I'm on the phone with Dr. Barclay. I said, Dad, did you hear that? And he said, yes. And I said, what do I do? He goes, you just keep telling them yes, because my mom's husband at this point has gone on tilt. He don't even know what to do. So I'm calling the shots for my mom to live. He said, just keep telling them, yes, they want her to live just like you do. And I said, well, Dad, they're calling the, the ambulance. Will they let me ride with them? And he goes, sometimes they do. I said, agrees me. He goes, it's done. You know what? I rode in the ambulance with her, and I spoke in tongues at the top of my breath, not because I was nervous or I was fearful she was going to die, but I wanted my mother to hear me talking in tongues to her because that's what she would have been doing if she could talk, and at that moment she could not speak still. She came back into her spirit, but she was unable to talk because they've got her hooked up to all these things. They've got one of those, I don't know what it's called. I probably think I'm a doctor now with all the stuff I've learned over the last several weeks, you know. But she lived, and she's doing great. And she can talk. She can walk. She has all of her fine motor skills. So uh, the other thing they told me when they got her to the other hospital, after they did another fancy CAT scan, they had a nicer cat, I guess. They said she had three brain aneurysms. People die immediately from one. She had three. That was a devil, wasn't the Lord. 
Then they tried to tell me it's genetic. One of the doctors came in three days later when we were in the Neo ICU. She goes, you know, I just want to talk to you. It's kind of brand aneurysm. Your mom have it's genetic. We heard that you're her daughter. I said, yeah, I am. And what, do you also have a sibling? I said, I do have an older sister. She goes, well, because this is genetic, we want you guys to get checked while you're here. I just said, uh, well, I have a different dad. She goes, well, what do you, what, what do you mean? <laughs> I said, well, God's my father. I have a different DNA. And then she goes, well, you know, we want you to get checked out by the doctor. I said, oh, I've already been checked out by a doctor. She goes, oh, well, who checked you? I said, his name is Dr. Jesus. They call him the great physician. So she just looked at me like I was crazy and she knew that I was really trying to say goodbye and God bless you. And she left and she never came back again. Why do I share that? Because I was planted in the house of the Lord. I had the word of the Lord and I had confidence. Confidence before God and confidence in the face of adversity. Amen. Thank you for listening to today's message. We'd love for you to join us for our Sunday morning service at 10 o'clock. We also have our midweek service every week on Wednesday nights from 7 to 8. Thanks again for listening. Have a great day.